I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte, and you're with Stan, Rowe, and Raph on the SGP Podcast. Woo! Are you ready? You're listening to the SGP Podcast. You are listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the SGP Podcast. Stan C., Romaran, and Raf Camus being joined by a very special guest who will be on this podcast for the last time. For, for the, the foreseeable, foreseeable future. future. Uh, so we might as well have him on for the whole shebang. I think they have one more show before it's officially last time. No, no, no. no, 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 no it's not going to make last. it. Yeah, we, I really? told them to date. It's... Yeah, you told me to date. You're, Don't you're, line up. Yeah. It doesn't line up. No. MWF, no? Yeah, but yeah, that's their show, though. That's but their yeah, show. I will be there, Phil. I will well, be there. Let's see, let's see. For, for okay. all intents and purposes, it's the last time for now that we'll be having Kel Fabi on the podcast. Hey, Kel. So, welcome back, Kel. Thank you, thank you. It's uh, it's an honor to be here, as always. Kawaii sa mga stocks of traffic, Jen. Of course, Kel Fabi, uh, we know we've been talking about this for the last half year or so, and he's yeah. going to go to the States, but then that didn't push through. But there's a date goal. now! There's a date now, so he's really going to be leaving soon. Uh, we're not going to go into the specifics of that. They show with it. Yeah, yeah. They show with it. Yeah. I mean, are you going to have another, another farewell despedida. show? Another despedida? No. I, I, I kind of decided against doing that. <laughs> okay. Time. Time. Jinxed it. It's so poor form. All right, all right. So, okay, so the reason we're having Kel on is, first and foremost, he's here to review PWR Renaissance, which he was at uh, last Sunday. But he also has some questions about things that went down on WWE main roster programming this week. So, ah. as is a standard format of the podcast, let's start with WWE Talk before you do a deep dive on PWR. Deep. Deep. Okay, so, okay, he has questions. Why don't you start off with their questions? No, I, I think for me, there, there's really just one overwhelming question. Because, like, first, it seemed like uh, the shield turned... Heal that last week. Last week, that's how it seemed like. Acceptable. Because they were protecting Roman from getting the losing his title so soon. Blah blah blah. Okay, that you know. And then he comes in. He was getting boost, but this is Roman we're talking about. It's expected. It's expected. So you don't know if they're heal yet. Braun Strowman comes in and says, you know, oh, you know, I, I, I. I'm not like those cowards who would do things behind your back. So I'm cashing it in. One on one, hell in a cell where your shield buddies can't do anything about it. They shake hands and then, you know, they end up being asked to tag with each other in the main event mm-hmm. against Dolph Ziggler and um, Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. So so far so good. That makes sense. And then at during the main event, what just you know just threw me for a loop was Braun Strowman turns on Roman Reigns, so he functionally turns heel, and the, all three of them beat up on him. Shield tries to run in. They also get beaten down. But suddenly, despite the fact that he just turned heel, he just did something behind Roman's back, he did not cash in. Okay, so let's unpack this one by one. Oh, yeah. For starters, functionally, he couldn't cash in because the briefcase wasn't there. He'd surrendered it to Corbin. Yeah, 
Yeah, hindi dala. Black device! For, for the purpose of setting up Hell in a Cell's main event, na-cash in na niya yung contract, right? So he, oh. he couldn't oh. physically bring it down and cash it in right then and there. So I guess that kind of answers your question. But uh, fundamentally and psychologically, I get your point. It's kind of dumb. No, I think it's not that dumb. I think uh, what he's trying to do here is he's going to go the arrogant route about it. He, he, he set a specific date and time for, you know... For cashing in, and it's just that he's not doing it as a cowardly heel. He's more of you know asserting himself as a monster, and you know, para para siyang, para siyang, uh, a bully challenging, uh, picking on the weak kid. You know, asking him for a fight after parking school. After lot. school, parking I will lot. see you at the parking lot. And we go throw down, diba? It's it's kind of like that. It's more it's less it's more like that than a you know sucker punch sneak attack. I think we just got so used to people cashing in money in the bank behind people's backs, behind champions' backs, that we forgot that there is a whole different way. Not just the not just the way babyfaces do it, but there's a whole different way of doing it as a heel. To be fair, this is the first time a heel actually outright cashed it in oh. and said at the time and date and the place in which I'll cash oh. it in. Yeah, but the last time it happened. Time. How do you know that? What did he well, no, uh, his motivations may have been heelish. Mm. You never know. He might have been setting this up and being a schemer and all oh, that. Oh, I say, Nisipko, now that. that he's let uh, Drew and Dolph beat him, beat Roman up, I'm thinking, that, okay, for the next couple of weeks until Hell in a Cell, we're going to beat you up and leave you really soft for the match. So it's more like a because I can. Yeah, rather because than he's huge and he's a monster. Okay, that, that, not, because he, not because he really wants to, but he wants to and he can. Oh. Okay, it's a... I guess that makes sense from, you know, if you have to jump through those hoops. It's just that, you know, when you bre- when you already broke your own word. Yeah. But What's one more? Hmm. hmm. And the shield provoked him. So, parang, yeah. okay, I'm going I'm to do this, you know. I don't have to go behind your back. I don't have to wait until uh, you get spent in a match. I've been doing that for the past couple of weeks and it hasn't worked out well. <laughs> so, here is the insurance policy. Yeah. And, yeah. Okay. It's, it's basically he's taking out an insurance policy whatever ramifications come from that we will see but at this point he has looked Roman in the eye and said I'm not done fucking with you yet but is he truly healed though? Eh, I think yeah for all intents and purposes yeah, yeah. He, has to be the, and Drew. he has to be the heel in this feud hmm. no, and they say he has to be the heel he has already become the heel in this feud hmm. and if the question is uh, was it the right uh, superstar to turn heel I would say no because yeah. the fan support ah, for Braun true. was still really big like, I think that they yeah. haven't scratched the surface of babyface main event Braun Strowman as opposed to the shield na, alam mo na, you know what they are and you could have explored a new path for them as heels that they are so popular they are so established um, I, I wish that it was the other way around in this case because yeah. you could really um, actually now that you put out that idea I'm thinking if you really let the shield run roughshod at this point like old Hounds of Justice days yeah. given all of the character development that has happened since how much more compelling does that make them though? so much it does diba? this and, is and your this main thing. event mafia take <laughs> yeah, essentially Ooh. you know the, the shield as the main event mafia hmm. that makes a lot of sense because now they are all they main are eventers. all main eventers uh, except for Dean I don't think Dean's a real main eventer I mean he's like he's like <laughs> You know, one one B, one wrong below, <laughs> one wrong below, half wrong below. Only because of his injury, I think. yeah. But yeah. Hmm, main event Mafia Shield. All right, uh, let's switch gears and talk about Kevin Owens, who also had a shocking development on uh-huh. Raw when he quit on screen. 
So if you look at his Twitter feed, wala na rin yung references to Kevin Owens. He took out WWE mentions and all that stuff. Uh, what's the inside scoop here? Uh, no, nothing. No, 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 no. Meron, may may basa ako kanina on the okay. way here. Uh, it's not a verified, super concrete scoop, but speculation is rampant that he's going to SmackDown back. Because he, uh, it also kind of makes sense if you remember what Michael Cole said at the beginning of their match. Uh, ever since going to Raw, he his career has been on the rocks. So the fact that he mentioned Raw means that he's either going to SmackDown or going to NXT. Wouldn't that be a thing, though? <laughs> he goes back to NXT? Yeah. I don't think he will. No, yeah. but imagine if they do. That would be... Ooh. Or he's injured. Or know. he's... there. There is that. But I haven't seen anything to... Give that notion. Oh, I don't see the point though. Because when you look at Kevin Owens, he's one of the more stable rocks on the Raw roster. Like wherever you plug him in, he's sure to make that uh, story, that segment, must see, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't see the point of taking him out and say putting him on SmackDown, which is already loaded. Na, uh, every week goes by, and there's always someone. Na parang, Oy, puta nasan yun? Pasabog, eh. No, but I, I would say Kevin Owens now. You know, in in the very crowded Raw environment. You know who's going to be at the top for a while. This Braun Strowman Shield storyline is going to be dominating the main event. When, say for example, if you throw him down to SmackDown right now after Hell in a Cell to take on Joe, hmm. tantalizing. What, as a babyface? As a babyface, I wouldn't mind. He'd be accepted as a babyface in the land of opportunity, wouldn't you agree? No, I think he still has you know, unresolved issues with hmm. Shane and Daniel Bryan, which they can always go Which, back yes, to. they could. But right. now, Daniel Bryan has competitor. True. Oh, See? Yeah, that's a good idea. There's but so I, many I more know. wrinkles I, I for think, him down there. Oh, I think some someone is acknowledging that they failed with uh, Sammy and Kevin uh, on Raw. So I think it no, could I, be this. Maybe that could, could be it. It could be a reshuffling at this point. Soft reset. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe he doesn't go anywhere at all. Maybe he's just a uh, swerve. That was somebody shows up at all in. No, I don't think that's uh, nah, gonna nah. happen. No, I'm sorry, Carlos. Uh, wh- what do we think about them hyping up the Super Showdown, though? Um, oh, it's fine. They have you to. Know. I mean, they have to because you know how many seats are there for 70, that arena? Ish. Yeah, that's that's a lot of asses to fill. Yeah, but it's in, in Australia. Australia. In Australia, yeah, all the more international show. No, but what I'm trying to say is, if it's an international show, chances are dudumugi naman talaga yan. Not seventy thousand. Not seventy thousand. That's the thing. Eh. That's that's who. Like, how many does Araneta Coliseum seat? 15, 16, yeah. There you go. It's like, oh yeah, you're gonna pack that. But 70,000? Uh... It, it, it's because, like, if, you, if you're talking 20, 20 is like the threshold that I will buy into. Like, a complete sellout, no questions asked. 70 in an arena in a foreign land where you can't really gauge the market share. Excuse me, Camus. Australia is a huge wrestling. Resting country. This is why Will Osprey actually moved there. Yeah. This is why your first NXT UK women's champion is from, from there. Valid. But can you do 70,000? That's the thing. How how big can you go? I don't know, but it's possible that they do they do okay. No, do okay. There are so many wrestling promotions in Australia. Yeah, we can check with our uh, uh, Sydney correspondent. Yeah. <laughs> the my, Sydney desk. My uh, on and off cousin, Brandon C. <laughs> 
Yes, we, we, we can check. Uh, you know, don't don't quote me on the seventy thousand number, but I think that's the number I heard while I was watch, watching Raw this week. Yeah, I just found it weird that they had to bring back all these legends and Hall of Famers to talk about Chris, uh, Christian Tule, uh, Triple H versus the Undertaker. Undertaker. Last time ever. Last time ever. Someone's gonna die. <laughs> wow. I think it's the hokiest thing. Yeah. You know? It's just so hokey and and uh, campy. First time ever makes sense. Like once in a lifetime makes sense. Was last time ever. Yeah, because Taker. Gonna retire. Oh, what what happens? Gonna give up. What happens if they need a super show in like Saudi Arabia, diba? Oh, put that Triple H Undertaker last time for real. Promise. Oh, promise. Oh, don't at all. Shawn Michaels versus Taker. Shawn Michaels versus Taker. I could buy pa. Last time ever. Last time ever. Yeah, but the thing is, he's getting super sad now. Oh, that. He's seen his back. Yeah, he's. Yeah, it's sad. Yeah, it is sad. But yeah, I give him. For for all intents and purposes, you need the hype to give these guys some this Australian yeah, yeah, audience. Of course, of course. Give them something. Of course. Okay. Uh, but then, you know, but women are allowed to wrestle in Australia. Well, that's yeah. true. That's true. <laughs> wow. Thank you for pointing that but out. But they have rights over there. <laughs> what? Wow. Hey, hey. Women can drive in Saudi Arabia now. Well, yes. That's <laughs> one of their limited rights. <laughs> Recent 2018. It's 2018 in Saudi Arabia. Come on. Yeah. In Saudi Arabia. Okay. Uh, <gasps> uh, speaking oh of the women over on SmackDown, uh, Becky Lynch, Charlotte, and Carmella were all uh, involved in the main event segment. And we talked about this last week, and we talked about how, as fans, it is sort of our duty if we love Becky Lynch for real, Boo to the support shit her by her. booing her. And yet, you see Toronto, sila. they're booing Charlotte, they're cheering for Becky, they're chanting, we want Becky. And... Is this a trend we expect to see in live audiences moving forward? Yep. Yeah, I think uh, they've. Uh, I think they finally acknowledged how this was a wrong idea. I think who's they as a creative? Yes. yes. Uh, if you listen to Charlotte's backstage interview on SmackDown today, uh, you notice that she's doubling down on her on her pride. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, the way that they did it to me feels like. They're not, you know, positioning her anymore as a face. I think na as a super face. Uh, I think I think intentional na to, na they're they're having her be dense about it and be insensitive about it. But then again, you have Becky who one attacks Charlotte from behind yeah. and two calls her a bitch on yeah. TV. So that's not exactly baby facing. Yeah, it but isn't. But it uh, first of all, it doesn't mean that she's turning face overnight. It's more of we're, we're doing this really slow if we are doing this at all, which and, SmackDown has been known to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's maybe we'll find a resolution at uh, Hell in a Cell, mm. or double turn. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, as long as Becky stays sympathetic, oh. and she still is. Oh, I think they're she's... still on the right track. They can still course correct. Mm. Actually, I was gonna say she's just Becky badass at this point. Yeah, yeah. She's Becky badass. She's not Becky the bitch caller. What she is a bitch caller. She's a bitch caller, but yeah, she's, she's not. That's not. That's bitch. not the bottom line of her anyway, right? She's not. How do you say this? She's not using the dirtiest of tactics. Yeah. Because yeah. she hasn't been in a match yet. Yep. Yeah. So there's still there's still hope for this. When, so, when, someone calls, when someone calls someone else a bitch, doesn't that make doesn't that like paint her as a bad guy? Like the one who calls the other person a bitch mm. is painting that person as a bad guy. Not not especially among the female wrestlers. Okay. Because that's their go to insult. Yeah. It's a bad guy. 
I was gonna think say, about it. True. Everyone like, calls everyone a bitch, and then even among the male re- wrestlers, The Rock uses it all the time. But then this attitude era. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was gonna say, was gonna but this is, they, I mean, attitude era. Yeah, that was like everyone was a bitch. That was your go-to. <laughs> Nowadays, it's not so much, but it's still not a heel thing, mm. especially with the women, because okay. with the women. That's that's like the worst thing they can say on air. Okay. But what if you look at it from the PG lens? Now, if WWE is more geared towards kids, if you're a parent and you're watching this, you'll be like, oh, wag mo gagayain si Becky Lynch, masama yung ginawa niya. Pero wag mo rin gayahin yung mga to. Hindi, think about it. Like uh, That's the opposite uh, side of the coin here. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. That's the black hat to this. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I would like to think that you're right, that they are course correcting in mm-hmm. the moment. I hope that that's the plan. Otherwise, napakatone definitely on their end. Yeah. Uh, uh, more women. Uh, Trish Shadows, of course, appearing on Raw. We, uh, we'd be remiss if we uh, did not talk about that. <laughs> Explosive at it. Yeah, uh, I, I love the photo that uh, one of the photos that came out. You've seen yeah. Trish Elias. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, shout out to Pepe Sarapio of Smart Henry, who actually used that exact photo. Galing ng burst timing. So, uh, that, that was good stuff. Are, are you guys hyped for Trish Alexa? Uh, let's get through that. She's old, so I don't know. But I mean, from the limited action that she did see in the Women's Royal Rumble, someone's I think gonna have to do. Somebody's gonna have to be lifting here. Yeah, yeah. Someone's gonna have to do. Somebody's gonna have to be the Canadian weightlifting team. I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know. Shouts if, to our boy. No, I don't know if. I actually don't know who's gonna be doing the lifting here more. We'll see, I guess. Here's an honest question, because it's been a while since I saw a Trish Shadows match. And I didn't exactly remember her to be like on the level of a Becky Lynch or of a Bailey. Oh, no. Well, right? Virtually well, nobody was on that level. Yeah. yeah. yeah at, in like, that generation. Was it ever? Like, the closest was Alundra Blaze. And maybe some of the ones, that, the older ones, like Wendy oh, Richard. Victoria, never Victoria, 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 Molly, Victoria uh, um, Beth Phoenix? Yeah, Beth Phoenix. Beth Phoenix could, oof. Yeah, she could carry. Yeah, but... but Trish Stratus is none of those women. So I guess the question I was trying to ask is, parang, uh, are we right to have confidence in 40-something-year-old Trish Stratus? I wouldn't say so just yet. Personally. She could, yes, what we know is... She's she really can, charismatic. There, that she can carry from a storyline perspective, perhaps. Build up, perhaps. In-ring... Uh, I don't know. Then no. I'm as in the dark as you guys are. And she can destroy Johnny Nitro. <laughs> well, there's... <laughs> There is that. Well, there's that. Uh, okay. Uh, anything else from Raw and SmackDown you guys want to address nah, this week? I'm good. I, I'm Cologne's good. back. <laughs> yeah, the Colognes are back. Weird. That was weird. You I forget. I forget that they're around. No, it's, it's just to build up that triple threat. Yeah, yeah. Thing. But, yeah. But I was like, oh, who's the other tag team? Okay, the Usos, the Santi. Who's the other team? And then they reveal it's Rusev and Aiden English. I'm like, all right, cool, sure. Uh, they're probably gonna win that, and they're gonna lose at the bar next week. So, yeah. okay. Yeah. Oh, five, the five-time induction ceremony was. Fun. Oh, I love. Oh, yeah, that. that was fun. That was fucking fun. Yeah, uh, I was not expecting that. <laughs> I love that. I love Booker T uh, coming out as King Booker, and then you Big Lang from the regal fake British accent, Big Lang the ebonic So, uh, tell me, you did not just say that? That was amazing. Um, he is still good for that pop. Yeah, he is still good for the spinner Rooney pop. And I, I love that they acknowledge that. that Big E isn't actually a name. <laughs> it's just a letter <laughs> and an adjective. <laughs> you already have your adjective, sir. Oh, you are big. <laughs> Props to the New Day for being self-aware at least. Because they were self-aware about Kofi's Jamaican accent. Yeah. Yeah, so there's that. that that's amazing. 
right, uh, at this point, we're gonna take a quick break from recording just so we can all take a good sip of water or two, but we'll come right back with Kel's review. Hey, this is Veda Zhang, and you are listening to SGP Podcast. Time for our review of PWR Renaissance. Of course, we got Kel Fabi here still on the podcast, and you were there from the very start of the show. Yes, I was. So how is it like, or, or, or okay, so uh, full disclosure, I came in sort of in the middle of the show. So when I came in, it was packed. Like I had a hard time trying to even make it from the lobby to the backstage area. So when you came in, Pununaba? Yes, it, it almost was full. Like I came in and I couldn't get the seats I wanted anymore. Your usual spot. Yeah, like I, I'm usually close to the action. Not this time. I had You're still to... pretty close though. Yeah, relatively. Close, relatively, but you know. I mean, I was on the side, on the side, so like one, two, third row third on the row. side. So which is already past. Essentially, it, it's past yeah. high five range. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Past high five range. Yeah. More yeah, of If I really wanted, I could stand up and yeah, get a high yeah. five. But you know, I'm past high five range. Yeah, right. So. right. Okay. That's that's a good uh, um, indicator, I guess. And we came in on time. So yes. that only goes to show how long the line was. Hey. That's good. So shout out to everybody who went. Shout out to everybody who caught the show live last Sunday. So let's get right to the pre-show. Shouts First to match early. was Apocalypse versus Capitan PWR. Okay, well, I, gu- I guess, you know, I mean, I'm glad Apocalypse showed up later. Because if this was his only, the only time we were going to see him, uh, all I can say is like, wow, what a waste. Because <laughs> I really like Apocalypse as a, you know, as, as a force of nature. Yeah. As like, um, and of course, it was a showcase for what he could do, and that really was what very this was. Quick a very quick showcase. Although I still have misgivings about his finishers. <laughs> okay. All okay. Of All of them. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, Let's talk about the apocalypse as a force of nature character, and you say that you still like him as that. But what do you think about the crowd singing along to his theme song? Do you think that takes away from it? Do you think it doesn't do anything? Do you think it's a mockery of the apocalypse as a character? What do you think about that uh, little phenomenon? I think that they're just doing it for fun. It has nothing to do with apocalypse, whether they like him or they don't. It's just the lulls. It's just for the lulls. Uh, which is a good thing for apocalypse because that means it shouldn't affect his stock one bit, up or down. Uh, it wouldn't really make him look worse zero in one size. It has zero net, net, yes. net effect. It's not going to make him look less, less credible just because people are making Sing fun along. of his theme song. Just because, you know, because it's just that he has a very catchy theme song. But that has nothing to do with how they perceive him in ring. Which could work for him or could work against him. Depends on the particular person you'd ask. To be fair, Catchy wasn't the first thing I thought when I first heard that song. <laughs> it grows on you. It, it, it clearly grew on the audience. Yeah, no shit, right? Okay, it's next up, sure. you've got Brad Cruz versus Makata. Wow, this experiment has got to stop. That's all I can say about it. Like, uh, As a tag team, they had no chemistry. That Ouch. weird heel turn did not work for Brad Cruz. That heelish turn that... Just that went nowhere and then they suddenly feuded that went nowhere too right now and it's still now. going nowhere um, I, maybe Brad Cruz would find a good tag team partner here and you know go back to but come on a year ago he was super over okay a year ago I could have seen him as a jobber to the stars meaning he's semi-main event level it's not main event level because he's still a comedy character but um, he had enough credibility because he's very crisp in the ring he still is and then he had a very compelling character. But for some reason, ever since he was hanging around with Makata, his stock dropped significantly. So are you blaming Damn. Makata? The fact that the same thing happened to Nintendo. Damn. Oh. We're establishing a pattern here, gentlemen. 
This is like, you know, this is like Rocky Manzano levels of career kiss of death. Wow. wow. That's a that's, big thing for me to wow. say. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Makata wow. the person. I love you. Makata the person. Wow. <laughs> sorry, that's harsh. It is. Because... Ah, listen to me. And you did say I should, I should cut loose here. You did say And But no, remember, I've been ragging on Makata for a long time. Yes. And this time, I think I decided not to mince words anymore. Damn. Because Damn. it feels like every single person he's been involved with has not... And that includes Billy Swade. <laughs> that <was one laughs> wow! That was, that was a squash. I know. But that's my point. Okay. It's done nothing for anyone. <laughs> Think about it. Think about it. Not Nintendo. I mean, the only thing that it showcased was Nintendo is now ready to work. Like, he can now wrestle. He can hang. Uh, as opposed to back then when he was, you know, a bit sloppy in the ring. He's improved significantly. That's the only thing he can showcase. But the storyline did not go anywhere. The whole thing was just, you know... Yeah. It, the, the, I mean, the, the only time Vintendo started feeling, you know, worthwhile again was actually when he paired up with Jan Evander. <laughs> PWD. Yeah. So not even the idol Makata rap battle did anything. What? <laughs> well, it did. Just because Vintendo got something in. But if you're talking about what Makata had to say... Even if he was say dropping some truth bombs, they did not come up as oh these are the words of a wordsmith. No, hindi nga siya tumuto lang nagsasalita. He's just saying <laughs> shit, and that's not how you do flip top. Come on, I mean I, I'm not a, even a big fan of flip top, but I watch enough to know what to expect. True. Okay. So if you really want that character, you have to live it and you have to you know improve your bars. But if you don't want that character, then well okay. Yeah. All right. So, so, but for me, it's more like he has had a negative effect on the people he's been involved with for a while already, Ouch. and I don't, you know, maybe you could say it's bad luck. But I was gonna say there's causality. Yeah, I know causality. I mean, co, co, you know, you know, correlation does not mean causality. But one is, you know, one is a one-off. Two is a coincidence. Three might be a pattern. Okay. All right. Let's, okay. All right. Let's move on. Okay. Let's move on. Main right. card. All right. Main card. Uh, main card. Let's, where did we start with the main card? Three-way tag match. Yes. Deadly Sins, their reunion versus Kakai Bros versus the Yolo Twins. Uh, was there anything up for grabs in this match? Do you guys remember? No. No, it, no? no stakes. Not even no stakes. Stakes. No, stakes. No, no stakes. No stakes. No stakes. It was just a three. But three it does, you know, set you on your way towards contendership. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because it is. Uh, Stepping you know, stone. It is a big stepping stone because Trevor and Kayfabe a win is a win. Yeah. yeah. And two of those teams are regarded as significant, meaning deadly sins in terms of the fact that two of them are former champions yeah. and former tag team champions. In the Yolo Twins. In the Yolo Twins. Wait, so are you saying the Kakei Bros are not significant? I mean, one you know official win. Okay. That, that's the point. If they beat them, that makes them significant. And they did. Okay. That's so exactly now, it. so now the Kakai Bros are significant. And I wish I had this marquee when he when he was hosting my Despedida. because <laughs> this was, is a was, different guy. But that was that was lifetime ago. I know, I know, which is wow. like almost a year ago. This marquee. More than what? No, October. Over. Yeah. Yeah. Almost, almost a year. Almost a year. This is uh, the marquee who 
that you wish you had. I wish I had oh, hosting my show. Pwede naman umulit. Oo nga. May time pa naman. I'm sure tumaas na TF nila. <laughs> no, okay, let me ask you this. Uh, we've got the Kakai Bros as basically a comedy tag team. They're a comedy babyface tag team. But do you think that they have a glass ceiling as well? Given no. their gimmick. No, because in the tag team championships, you don't have that problem. Because TDT and ECX did just win the tag team. But let us more on that later. Yeah, yeah, more that would later. you buy the Kakai Bros in a main event setting, for example? If it were a tag team match in the main give event. Give it some more time, Ooh, obviously. I would give that time. Yeah, I'd give it time. I mean, if you suddenly had them next month, no. Hell yeah, no. Of course. This is only their second official win. 2RD. 2RD. Yeah. 3rd. 3rd. Third, 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 However, how you pronounce that? Yeah, they're toward ma win. I mean, they're my boys, but let's not, you know, jam them down people's throats. What do you think about the match, though? The match was pretty fun. Um, I, I like the fact that you just planted the seeds for a uh, deadly sins feud, which is high time because when they split up, that didn't because quite it happen. It was soft. It was a, it was soft, a soft split. split. Yes. So that didn't quite happen and I was worried what would happen to these guys after they lost their respective titles. So at least now they have something to do. And it's compelling because I like both of those guys and they have great chemistry hopefully against each other against each other because together they clearly do. Um, as for the YOLO twins, I, I love their antics where you know, one of them was celebrating while the other he thought the other had the pin. Nope! <laughs> and nope, that's not what happened. And that so, was the finish. And that was the finish. That was a great way for, for the Kakai Bros to win. And it was a showcase of, you know, there was good wrestling all around. It's, it's oh yeah, you have a comedy act in the Kakai Bros, but they can wrestle pretty well. And I, I like the I like that spot that where, you know, someone admitted, the boyfriend, someone, but, but it was that thing that she responded to. There was this uh, gif of... Um, of Kendrick dodging something from the ah, yes. yeah, and then hitting both yes. of them with one move that would look really sweet I gotta ask you about this as an audience member because uh, the stereotypical portrayal of the judge is someone who's not favorable that's why the Kakai Bros were initially presented as heels yes. so how can you reconcile these judge guys who you know it's not like they suddenly upgraded in terms of uh, how they presented themselves mm-hmm. uh, what? well well, the gear, they... the gear has changed well yes but at their core judge pa rin sila Diba? So what did the crowd just decide that they like these guys now, or is there something about them that's made them redeemable characters? The crowd has always wanted to cheer these guys, simply because you, you can see their commitment to what they're doing. So it's more of a meta cheer than an that's, that, that's one aspect. But for the casual fans, like I, like I'm beside kids and they're cheering. Yeah, you know, um, kids were buying their shirts. Kids were buying their shirts. It's the fact that these are guys who. Okay, they may sound stupid, but they're they're fun, they're entertaining, and they seem their heart seems to be in the right place. But what, they stop doing their heelish stuff. That's okay. very important. So there, there's that. But what makes uh, them different from their real equivalents in the real world? Because when you when you look at the Hakai Bros, the way that they type, you will encourage your kids not to type that way. Yeah, of course. Or the kids who buy their shirts, their parents <laughs> will probably tell them not to hang out with those people at Trinoma. Yeah. In the Oof. same way. Okay, okay, no, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be honest with something. In the same way that folks like us probably look down on multi level marketers in real life, and yet we love the network. Yeah, okay. So, how, how do we reconcile this? There are two ways of looking at it. Again, first is the meta, and the meta is if you're a work, woke person, that's discrimination. Okay. <laughs> right? Yeah, that, that's one. But the common, the common thread is one, 
they did turn on a bigger kupal. Yes. Mike Madrigal. So that alone makes them much better. It's it's like if you hang out with the worst guy in the room, you're gonna look much better in comparison. True. It, it it's True. more it's like by detaching yourself from the kupalness of Mike Madrigal, you therefore become facier. Yeah. As a result, essentially, because what what you're looking at is that Mike Madrigal was the ultimate heel. Like you know, he's top heel. Top. Yeah, exactly. Top heel in terms of um in terms of the character, like. He's heelish as hell. Like, wow. It's like he tries his best to have no redeeming qualities whatsoever. But then you have the Kakai bros who end up being his lackeys. That alone already makes them underdoggy because they're lackeys who bungle shit. Mm-hmm. And then they turn on the guy. Like, you know, like the monsters in Space Jam <laughs> who realize, wait a minute, we're bigger than Mr. Hackenschmidt. That's his name? Forget, Something like Something that. Like that. Yeah, I, I forget it. Yeah. Name. So cigar smoking. So monster. yeah, yeah. So then they realize, oh my god, we're we're not bigger than him. Why are we scared of him? And then they turn on him, and suddenly they're the good guys. And remember, a while ago they were beating the you know Bugs Bunny and company up, and now they're good guys just because they turned on the Mr. bad guy. Yeah, the bigger yeah. bad guy. Okay, okay. I I think that makes sense. Valid. See, so, yeah, let's move on to Chris Panzer versus Martivo. Martivo wow. picking up a win over the two-time champion ng Pilipinas. How do you feel about that? First of all, there was a for the first time in my life, there was an there were audible boosts for Panzer and I didn't start them. Wow, <laughs> I did not hear those. There were audible boosts. But I think it's because you have to understand. Yes. Um Martivo's fan base is very vocal. Very very oh, vocal. Yeah. Yes. Very That's vocal. Not, yeah. That is like, true. They're really loud and you can hear them cheering Martivo on the whole way. Okay. And the fact that he had an upset win over uh Panzer was Definitely a shock to everyone inside watching. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I can't really use the crowd reaction as a gauge as to does this mean people are getting sick of Panzer? Because again, those boos were a product of the fact that you have a fan base that backs Martivo no matter what. So it's more of it's more of people would rather cheer for Martivo as opposed to Panzer. The part, it's, it's just one good outweighing beat. Yeah, yeah, and it's a strong allegiance to, mm. you know, you have very, very devoted fans to Martivo. True. But for me, it's like seeing that win, well, it really made me happy for Martivo. Okay. But at the same time, it makes me wonder, where does Panzer go from there? Because, mm. you know, I mean, it's a friendly match. It seemed like nothing was at stake, but Not an, upset is an, upset. Oh. an upset is an upset. An upset is an upset. That still holds water. And... And now he has you know, Martivo has won over Panzer, and where does that lead? Well, a setback is a setup for a comeback. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Stop the bus! Oh my god! Wow! Where did you put that come from? Uh, uh, from from Disney, I know, Lito. but then it's like, it's like, no, I know where it's from. I'm just like, I've been where did to that come that from? For the longest time. I actually Jeez. have a copy in this computer of that exact commercial. I really does. Okay, <laughs> but considering that Panzer has, you know. He he has I mean, been he can afford the loss, obviously. No, not just that, but we've seen him go on losing streaks before. Do you think this is the start? Of it? it could be, but unless it leads to a heel turn, I don't see why he has to. Because he's like he's he's now in the same echelon as JDL, who could win and lose whatever, and it doesn't, doesn't hurt him hurt. his credibility one bit. 
he and, can afford the loss. And that he doesn't need the belt. And he doesn't need the belt at this point either. So, but so like any jabroni can come in and like defeat Chris Pan. As long as there's a compelling reason for it. And you know, like for me, it's a compelling, I mean, assuming, you know, the future that it holds something big for Martivo. Yeah, that's that makes sense. Incredible. It adds to the credibility of Martivo. It does. And it adds to the credibility beyond his tag team specialism. Okay. Mm. Especially now that Robin is uh, on the shelf. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Speaking of tag teams, next up, Rever Ranger and Bolt versus Super Nintendo and Janivander PWD with the Apocalypse eventually uh, entering himself in the picture. Well, also, it did start out as a handicap match. Well, yes. There was yeah. that. And that was weird because, um, first of all, Bolt, well, he did speak in English, so audience members were disappointed. Why? Did they want him to speak in Japanese? Yeah. I was going to say, did they expect subtitles? Yeah. Or, you know, or indeed, evil, or something like that. Whatever. <laughs> but I guess, fine. But wait, actually, come to think of it, this was his first promo. Yeah, but fine. Let him play it straight. It's okay. okay. It's not a problem. I mean, we'll get used to it eventually. It's just that we expected something else from the mic. Like, you know, shenanigans a la Kai and Tai. Wow. Oh, that's okay, that's slightly racist. I know it's racist. Slightly racist, Yeah. Wow. Wow. It will because this is the Philippines. Sure. Okay. True. Okay, moving on from. But, but, but. Having said that, okay, okay let, let's just let that slide. It doesn't matter. It's not a big deal. That okay. match. The tag match. What my, my problem was, he said that Rebel Ranger was out of action. Okay. He actually said that on the yeah, promo. On the... And then Rebel Ranger comes in. So we were expecting someone else to tag with him. Yeah. That kind of like didn't make sense. My like, he may have misspoken. No, no, no. I was listening to the promo and he said that as Nintendo may be familiar with, there's a concept called responding. So uh, uh, responding. I thought responding. I misheard that. Ah, uh, okay. I heard responding. Uh, so that's where that's this comes from. Right. Right. So he was dead, and then he respawned with new gear. Well, yes. Demon Super Bago. The Reverender Mask. Updated look. Yes. Yeah. Updated. Yes. Yeah. Updated look. Yeah, and his Titantron is still the 1.0 look. Yeah. True. Not that there's. That's already two. Okay. No, that's the, the that's the third, third plus show already. One, two. Yes. Yeah, that's yes. the third change already. So it's uh. Ela ng reshoot. He could, yeah, he could use a new uh, video, but so, about the match, the match itself. About Let's go match. to the match. Uh, these guys do have chemistry. I was like, um, I like the fact that you know the Janivander and Nintendo have great chemistry as a, as a heel tag team. Um, you know, Janivander still freaks me out like body wise. It's like, <laughs> you know, from the back, it's like, oh look at this. Cro-. And then he turns around, it's like, whoa, nope, nope And nope. then people were uh, were you know. Chanting Thin Balor. Because <laughs> if you in the black tights, yeah, you could give him that. Yeah, because you, you, if you, if you squint real, you know, if you squint, you could see it. I would actually rather say Pinoy Leo Rush, but sure, <laughs> Thin Balor works. Yeah. I thought they were saying Budget Balor. There, were, yeah, there were some, but there was a Thin Balor, distinct thin, thin Balor, and I heard it very clearly. It wasn't Finn; it was Thin Balor. Okay, so okay. so here, Natalia, a respawn. Okay, but so, anyway, the match. So, so the match. It was great. It was uh, you had a lot of chemistry between them, and um, the fact that Apocalypse comes in and starts a new alliance with these guys means he's finally firmly healed. An evil alliance, because <laughs> he used to be always a tweener, mm-hmm. and sure. now he's just this is out and out heel, and that's a new direction for Apocalypse. Although again, um, 
that takes him away from the title scene for the foreseeable future because now he's in a trio. Well, you have uh, Jan Evander who's playing Dr. Frankenstein, right? With uh, Super Nintendo. And now it makes even more sense now that you've stated that. It makes even more sense to have him align. And in an evil <laughs> alliance! But but for me, I, I have to say kudos to the you know the ring gear by Vinte- Super Nintendo. Oh yes, I, I, underrated. I, yep. Underrated. Omega Rugal does it for me. All right. Up next, uh, you had the four way match for the All Out War Championship, Woo! and uh, that's AB Three, Dax Xaviera, Cuatro, and Sandata. I was surprised that weapons figured at the end because I, I thought it was just a straight up fatal four way. But the, well, it is an all out war title, so yep. I'm glad that the you know the weapons still made their way in. First of all, these four these four guys uh, had one of the best matches of the night. Um, I really like the fact that um, they knew how to play off of each other. It's like it's normally easy to get lost and fi- at figuring out what you're gonna do in a fatal four way. Especially in, yeah, in any multi man match. Uh, any multi man match, especially you know, especially during the downtime that you don't know who should stay down, who should you know, and, and the fact that it never felt like it was dragging, like someone was just oh, you're 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 taking you're your sleeping. sleep time too much. <laughs> yeah. It didn't feel like that. Everything had a, a sense of urgency, and and I like the you know, um, Dax Xavier coming in looking like was that Zuko. <laughs> Um, whatever it was, he was channeling. Was it general was. with horns. He was channeling the demon because I don't. Yeah, you know, he was channeling a demon. It looked more Japanese with than Filipino. Pads. With shoulder pads. Yeah. It looked more Japanese than Filipino because I could have sworn I swore that from I saw that from Avatar. Or something. <laughs> well, he had the horns of like uh, Prince Zardos from Voltis Five. Yeah, I, I don't even watch any of those things. But so, but you know, I, I, and I also like the fact that. Um, Poch announces ang may-ari ng pinakamalupit na sling blade sa Pilipinas. I think that's by request now. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's, he's asking for it's that. By design, yeah. yeah. And, I, I think, and that, that, that's fun because, you know, it's for some reason, the sling blade has become a mimetic move in the Philippines. True. Yeah. Thanks, uh, Joey Bax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Joey Bax started it all. But yeah, so, all of a sudden, people just look forward to, you know, ragging on and cheering on the sling blade at the same time. Whenever they get the chance, yeah. There, there's a count, I think, at some point. There, there was. was, yeah. I think there was a total of six. <laughs> yeah, six, that's, six, that's, that's sounds, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. Six sling blades, uh, and and then um, the new look for uh, the warlord. The war paint. Yeah, the war paint. It's like okay, uh, I I can see what you're channeling here, Kratos. Matches <laughs> matches the poster. Yeah, yeah, it does match the poster. But it throws. But I still like the bangs. Sorry, you know? so I miss the bangs. Well, the, that's the, a long time ago. I know. You're I also know. In the minority here. Uh, yeah, but I like the AB three bangs. The classic, you know, windswept look. Yeah, it's like <laughs> the poor guy was losing them. Oh, uh, I didn't even realize that. <laughs> so I think. So what is it? Takes it takes a haircut to, give, to make you a champion. I, I I guess. I mean, it looks him makes him look more menacing now. It, it's like. He does. Except for he the does. financially stable thing in his uh, video, you wouldn't remember he came from the network. True, true. You you wouldn't think that. It's like if you those if, days are long behind. Him. Yeah, it, it clearly is. So if you were watching when the network was around and he was there, and then you took a hiatus and then came back today, this is not the same guy. You're, you don't. Like, he sounds vaguely like the network guy, but it's not the same guy. <laughs> That's who, what you would have thought that he would be the breakout star of the network at this point in 2018. Well. I think 
Chino is still the breakout star. He's he's we breaking out. He's Chino breaking out. Over but a year. That's what I was. Yeah, but say. it's circumstances that you it's know beyond everyone's control. Yeah. Mm. It's like um, I mean, for me, ex- there was only one guy who there was no way he was going to break out of you know of the <laughs> network. <laughs> and that yeah, man's he, name is. No, I mean he broke out. He broke out. <laughs> Not in a in good general. way. <laughs> he broke out. Broke away. Broke away. Completely. And you know that's that's all we should say about it. Yeah. No, but I guess what I was trying to say is, but sometimes yeah, these circumstances yeah, like, are out never of know. control. But who ends up stepping up? Like in but the case still... of Kevin Owens on Raw, but yeah. he didn't want Finn Balor to get injured. He just happened to be at the right place at the right yeah. time. He got his push, right? In the same way, you've got AB3, who's the only active uh, network member on the roster right now. And and to be fair, he could have dropped the ball, but he did not. Yeah. So props so, to him. So props to him carrying that legacy. All right. Anything else? Uh, any, anything on Sandata or Quattro who, uh, that, that uh, you'd like to mention? Quattro is always exciting to watch. Like, you know, um, for me, that there's something about him that makes me feel like I'm watching a match at 1.25 speed. Ah, ah. interesting. It's like, After you. That, I mean, that's true. He, he, makes, he makes it feel so hyped up. Like, there, the way there's he comes that energy. In, there's that yeah. energy. And he, he feels... The arena with it, and he he imparts it on his opponents a lot. More on him later. Yeah, more on him later. And of course, well, Sandata's as reliable as ever. Uh, although the pagbasag was also misheard. Something about the acoustics that yeah. night. <laughs> do you feel though, in a, uh, um, the mask took away from Quattro, or do you like the fact that he's unmasked now? I like the fact that he's unmasked now. Um, you know, I mean, he people have been saying that he looks great under the mask. People have been saying the same thing about Ninja Ryujin, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Not that we know. Not that I know. <laughs> but, that, but, but it does... If, I mean, you know, the, the whole shadow thing is shadow. over and done with. He's moved on from that. And if he sure? stayed with the mask, at least for the time being, I wouldn't know. But I thought I saw some shadows <laughs> lurking. Yeah. But, you know, having said that, so now that he's moved on from that, it's, it's good to see him unmasked. Because that's also... It's also like his way of transitioning beyond being just a trabajador. But it doesn't bother you that he's still Quattro even though he's not a trabajador anymore. He's unmasked. Because we can't call him Joseph Vivian. (laughs) We don't want to call him Joseph Vivian. (laughs) I don't. Why not JV4 or something? (laughs) Because it's too close to AB3. Yeah, there you go. You're right, you're right. Yeah, but, but it's, it's kind of an odd as calling someone four but in the Divergent series or was that whatever series it was? Yeah, yeah but, I think but that was the point of the Divergent. Yeah, but we've heard weirder names. Yeah, yeah. Quattro's the least of them. Maybe we have Makat after. I'm That was like the first thing that popped in my head. Intermission. How did you feel about that? <laughs> Your boys, the Kakay Bros, saved Butch from yeah. I from, was I was expecting hell. I was expecting X Battalion. <laughs> we don't have a budget for X Battalion. You know, their T- yeah. TF is do you, up. Do you know how sad that is? We don't have budget for X Battalion. No, they're 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 TF. They're high. Yeah, exactly. You know they're who's managing high. them? Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say they're expensive. Their managers. I know. Drives up that price. Sir. They're they're expensive and just licensing their song, which they also stole from. Yeah, not did it steal. They license. They license. Did they license it from TJ Khaled after a yes. plagiarism case? After, yeah, yeah. They paid off. That's good. They paid off. That's good. That's that's why. He was as paid. long as they paid off, I don't care. <laughs> that's know. why he was yelling. Money, money changed hands. Money so changed hands. you know, but, but the the fact that they did do the that skit that was pretty fun and. 
I saw shades of the old Brad Cruz I knew and loved when he was in that. <laughs> I thought you hated who, who hated I, Brad I, I don't no, hate no, no, Brad Chino. That's Chino. That's Chino. That's Chino. With a passion. That's because Chino is elitista. That's because Chino is a mapang-aping Chino. Yes, yes. More on that later! More on that later! Alright, what did Brad Cruz ever do to you, Chino? Let's talk about the Tag Team Championship match. I believe that was the hottest reaction of the afternoon. Naughty Boys versus Sebastian and Crystal. Title change. Loud-ass pop. I was not expecting them to win, and I was sweating bullets, Ooh. waiting for you know, you know, anticipating. <laughs> no, no, not anticipating, dreading what felt like an inevitable heel turn for one of them. Probably or, Evan Carlo at that Camus. time, or even yeah, yeah, that even that. Would you buy a heel, Camus? <laughs> what? With <Do> money? <laughs> With money? Well, yes. If yeah, if I if you had to drive. Yeah, if, <laughs> If no one else would think me, I yeah. guess. You know the evil, the evil taxi driver stick is there, no, right. waiting you're to right, happen. Right. <laughs> I can see a heel camus. Okay, like, how just... about a heel generally? <laughs> Not yet. Not just yet. She, or, she, uh, factored in, she factored in very late into it. Or a heel tutan. A heel tutan's easy. <laughs> it's so easy. But a heel camus is like you know, like you have a malevolent guy who lacks a lot of self awareness. No. Well, <laughs> it, just has to dial it. it just has to dial it up. As a heel, okay? We're talking about as a heel. Okay. You, you just dial it up, like a lack of self-awareness, become your own biggest mark. Okay. Oh. Okay. We're talking, okay. This is character we're talking about. We're not talking about real life here. We know, we know, we know, we know. We're just exploring the options here. <laughs> you know. Is he also consult? <laughs> Does he also know a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy? Yeah, For something anything? Like that. Yeah, something like that. It's like... I have he like I know everything I have the solutions for everything oh. relax I got this but he never gets this that's the heel camus for me in my mind in my mind's eye that's what I see as a heel camus okay okay let's so, talk about the match itself yeah the match itself what, what do you think about the story they tried to tell and how they ultimately resolved it I am more than happy to see Tree and, and ECX win um, the fact the, I mean obviously uh, let's be honest you don't expect the five star classic from Trian de la Torre what you expect are his antics and, and boy were their antics and boy were their antics and that's for me that's important you, you cannot have a Trian de la Torre invo- involved in a match without some something hilarious going on in the ring and he, he did have that um, especially the part where John Sebastian uh, got on his knees and then tried to you know slug it out with very early on. Very early on. That that actually worked. And then, stooping down to his level. Yeah, stooping down to his level. The fact that Crystal knew how to handle Tree and Well. Like I think Crystal was the one who, if someone could draw a five star match from Tree and Crystal is the one person in the roster who could do that. That's how. That's, that's an interesting take. Yeah, for me, that's how good Crystal was at you know making Tree and look good in the ring. Okay. Okay. Uh, like you know she. Because when she's the only one who looks like she would get hurt with Trian's offense. Okay. At this point. So would you send this as another demo reel to say, WWE, hey, uh, give Crystal another look or something? Hell yeah. Uh, because if you can make, uh, you know, someone who calls himself the midget wrestling champion look legit in the ring for for all of the time that they were there, then yeah, you 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 there's something in you that, that shows that you have the ability to not just make yourself look good, but make your opponent look good as well. 
I do think though that uh, going from previous experiences, I, I was the ref in their match, you know, last month. Mm-hmm. Trigan has also done his share of improvement. Of course, of course, yeah. he has. Um, it's just that you have preconceived notions when you see someone calling himself a midget, being very okay. funny. So it's in how he presents himself. It's in how he presents himself, okay. not so much as what he actually ends up doing. Ah, right. Because that you have sense. that preconceived it's notion. It's the packaging more than the content. Yeah. It's, it's his self-deprecation. Yeah, it's his self-deprecation that makes you expect so little from him. <laughs> because intended. Emphasis on the little. Yeah. Yeah. Pun intended. But that's why, that's what makes him the king of under-promising and over-delivering. Because all of a sudden, you throw out the belt. Like, I mean, as a guy who follows the, the Carlo show, as a guy who follows all the skits, throughout the build, it seemed like there was no way they were going to win. Even that part where they Training showed, oh, these, these friends are going to win. And then all the tag teams were guys who horribly turned on each other at some point. It's like, oh my God. It's like, I was thinking, oh no, that's, that's the end of this tag team. That's all I could think. Well, to me, man, I, I thought that they had a bigger chance when... Things got serious when you know Sirakamas were were destroyed by the king and queen. Mm-hmm. You know, so when they were able to reach that that next level, that the, the that fa- turning point, the turning, turning point, point in which they were not just playing anymore, playing around anymore. I thought that they had a better shot. I just didn't know up until this, uh, up until you know the show. Uh, the show that whether if it was gonna happen or not. But the fact that they pulled the trigger for me that that was great because. Um, I, I think that there is so much uh, potential in seeing a, you know, a very face tag team because someone did dispute the network as a face yes. tag team. So, yeah, they were baby faces when they won it. They yeah, were facey, but they were still. Yeah, especially still especially. Mo- especially Idol, Idol was still. I was gonna say Idol still evil. Yeah, they <laughs> were still multi-level marketers, and they were, <laughs> and he was still taking shots at Chino. Yes. But these guys are naughty. I mean, like they take shots at everybody. But they're just naughty. That's it. Yeah. yeah but that's how they've always been. So it. Them so nasty. They're just naughty. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know. They. I mean. They did poke fun at Sandata and Dax. You know. True. True. Uh, and but Bolt it, and Zayden. More Bolt. More Bolt than Zayden. More Bolt that's than true. Zayden. <laughs> but I am. Trigger has been pulled. And I have to say that there was one very amusing. John Sebastian did not uh, fail to deliver on his share of the did comedy not too. Let up. Uh, like when he did that, he imitated the Tutan spot. Oh, and then he ended up doubling over in pain. That, that oh, was good. That was a good one. That was a good one. So it, it's it's he's very um, he. John Sebastian has a tendency of breaking the fourth wall, and I guess that's one of his endearing qualities at this point. That he loves breaking the fourth wall. But can you still buy John Sebastian as an evil threat who uh, takes no shit, takes no prisoners? Because that was his initial character, and he sort of loosened up over the years. I'd say that the John Sebastian you see today is miles different from the so John Sebastian. So much softer than the man that he was back right after the Flash broke up. Yeah. Does love make you soft? Yeah. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Love makes you hard. Oh! Oh! oh, oh shit. Hey. Hey. Ah, shit. Hey. <laughs> sounds like something. Uh, Sex jokes. Sounds like, sounds like something Rederick Mahaba would say. Hi, Patty. Old, old Rederick Mahaba. <laughs> no, but seriously, in all seriousness, fine. He might have turned into like Doctor Light from Teen Titans or something oh, wow. like that. Yeah, wow! I'm thinking, I'm thinking of like a cartoonish version of himself, right? That's what he's He's turning. a parody of what he used to be. But I'm thinking of uh, no, a, a similar analogy. Then all mm-hmm. I can think of was like Handsome Jack or something. <laughs> <laughs> but 
nothing says that that's all he ever has to be from now on. Uh, it's like, yeah, especially now that people might start underestimating him. And the minute he goes back to his mean streak, people are in for a shock. Because, hmm. you know, I mean, nobody takes him seriously at the moment. I mean, character-wise. And that's how, that's not, that's by, it seems to me that's actually by design. That's not by accident. That's by design because you don't want to be that intense all the time. All the time. But at the same time, you don't want, that doesn't prevent you from reminding them every now and then that you still have that in you. Okay. Give him the right opponent. Give him the right um, storyline or right better yet give him the right opportunity and he will break that out I I, I, I have no doubt about it and all he needs I, to do is make the opportunities for himself he, he owns the company he can afford to goof off I guess that, I mean that's how I look at it uh, he's the boss I have everything like Megamind remember when he uh, won it's like yeah I'm now the biggest thing ever and it's like yeah, what am I going to do I'm going to goof off and become the hero or now. like virtually every COO yeah, but when push comes to shove, when he when his back is against the wall, I'm willing to believe that he would you know betray anyone, including Crystal, just to get what he really wants. Oof. Oh, right. strong! strong words. Anything else on the tag team Even championship Crystal. match? For for the tag team championship match, um, I'm hoping that this leads to a long term collision course for the Kakai Bros and uh, TDT ECX. Oh, yeah. I mean long term. I don't want that next week or next month. I'm looking at this is something that you could build up all the way to Revo X. Where, 2019. Yeah. Where finally you could have Donalyn Bartolome come out. Not anymore. After that movie. Exactly. After that movie, yeah. I'm like, hmm. Yeah, it dropped. <laughs> Want to be yeah. the news of another Kakai Bros? Yeah. 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 Why not? Mm. Right. No, or, you know, we, we could always spy for somebody. It because. could be face versus face. It could be face versus heel. I mean, remember, Trian and um, Evan Carlos started off as heels. Yep, yep. And for some reason, they just turned face overnight. It's like, for no apparent reason. And that was just because Trian turned face, and Evan Carlos just tagged along for the ride and became face as well. The power of friendship. <laughs> Wins every time. All right, let's uh, get to the PHX Championship match. Another title change. JDL Oof. is your new PHX wow. champion, defeating Ken Warren in what was another barn burner. Yeah, was, that, that is the apt word for this. Barns uh, were burned. Functionally, this was your match of the night. Uh, I mean, obviously, this was your match of the night. Ken Warren, obviously, my favorite uh, Philippine wrestler, bar none. Uh, I was rooting for him to win. But seeing JDL win made so much sense. Like if I were, you know, if I were there, I was like when I was talking to Ken Warren after yeah. the show, and I was still talking to him as if he were in character. It's like then this opens you up for the PWR Championship, right? Mm. And it's like yeah, <laughs> that's uh, that's uh, that's all he told me. <laughs> the look of recognition. Interesting. <laughs> But then again, why couldn't he have challenged for it as PHX champion? Well, conventional <laughs> wisdom tells you that Wrestling you have to logic. drop it, then move then you on. Move on. Hmm. What, do, what do you think about the end of the match where JDL, after having pinned him via a leaping drop, offers a handshake? Which JDL has been doing, despite having been the functional heel. Yes. And then Ken Warren refusing that handshake. I, 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 I'm glad that Ken Warren kept his, his edge. Because for me, if he became too glad, ha again, if he became too glad handy uh, as a babyface, 
then he loses the appeal of why people were cheering him on in the first, first place. place. It wasn't because he was a nice guy. <laughs> it was because he was a take-no-prisoners competitor who, kick you in the back who of the will skull. You know, kick you in the back of the skull and not regret it one bit. So it, he wasn't cheered on because he was a nice guy. So for me, I'm glad that he still had that in him. And it's very interesting because despite the heel turn, JDL has been doing all the face things lately. So okay, it's JDL so, face thing. Yeah, yeah, it's JDL face you. Thank you, Camus. I, I think JDL at this point is just JDL. It's like he is a, he is it's a like force. He can do no wrong. Ah. He can do no wrong. Remember that segment where Kurt Angle was like, "I think if there's one person I can ta- make tap out, it would be Jesus." He was saying yeah, all yeah, of yeah, this yeah. stuff. All these offenses. All these offenses. <laughs> he was saying it. Like, but that's Kurt Angle because he knew. People would still cheer him over John Cena. And he was right. And I think John ja, 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 is at that level in his career. He can make Jesus tap out. That, that, you know, when he says, I'm Mr. Pro Wrestling, nobody's disagreeing. Philippine Pro Wrestling, nobody's disagreeing. Right. So, so as much as he wants to be healed, he, he has flare disease right now. He can't. Or he's like Becky Lynch. Yeah, uh, there can you go. Can do no wrong, can fuck no one over. Yeah. Okay, and uh, of course, we saw that video package at the end. Tengu Glorious. Returns. Oh, wow. Glorious. Tengu returns to PWR for the September show, and it looks like he's got his eye set on JDL and therefore the Philippine Excellence Championship. It what is on the line. It is on the line. I'm glad you soft renamed the PHX the Philippine Excellence Championship, by Slightly the way. Brand. Yeah, it's growing on me. It, it it sounds a lot so much better, better. than hybrid X. Oh, yeah, yeah. Whatever that means. <laughs> it sounds much nicer. Whatever now. a hybrid was. It sounds much nicer now. So um, there's an article actually on PWR Central on why. Yeah, yeah. There's a bit of that. Yeah, but it sounds much nicer now. So having said that, I'm excited just because the last time I've seen Tengu in the ring was such a treat. That man is yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love that guy. And, love that guy. And, and we were just wondering what was going on until the mask showed up. It's like, what is this? But you were there for Vendetta. Like, you got to see him alongside Dr. Hurt. Yes, I yeah, did. did. Yes, I did. And that was such a great showcase. No, yeah. we're, we're looking forward to having Tengu both uh, the wrestler and the guy uh, back in the. Oh, he is, he, is, he is making an appearance mm. on this podcast. He should, as yeah. he should. He owes us another. No fucking doubt. Yeah, for sure. All right. No fucking um, Would you like to move on to the next match? Just, again, kudos to those two men. They okay. they put on the match of the night. Uh, it was definitely... So, we didn't want to go back because he said Nikel. Yeah. This was definitely a great uh, a great match that just, you know, made me glad to be a fan of Philippine so wrestling. Happy. Needs to be on YouTube in a week. Yeah. Probably will be. And, and you know, be picked apart for intertextuality. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's, there's a lot of that. <laughs> Sir. Sir. We are waiting for you. The academics await. J- j- just so you know, uh, um, on uh, another podcast called Jabber Talk. By Martin? Martin. Yes. We recently guested Mr. Intertextuality. Oh, okay. But we, we, so you were part of that. I was part of that. He's, but he's we, didn't, that we didn't talk about that anymore. What? We did. So what was the point? It was a we. What do you review? It was a what? No, it was more of a what if. What if? What if? What so, if? What if? What? So you know, like what if? Um, I won't say what actual topic. Something like what if Hulk Hogan? Was, oh, so it's an Elseworlds. Yeah, like, like what? If, what if Vince McMahon chose Ted DiBiase to be Hulkamania? 
Something like that. Ben Some... Martin, really? <laughs> really, Wait, Martin? Martin! I'm sorry. Okay, Martin, you're a nice guy, but how, how can you drop the ball on yeah. podcasting? People are waiting. Martin! He didn't want, and it's not like Martin! this is my show, so I can't direct it, put, push it in that All direction. Right, Why? Fine. We trusted you. You <laughs> had your one shot. One <laughs> job. No, but, but, you know, he will be back. And That's good. if I'm not back then, then maybe one of you guys could be there. And... Hey, Martin, Martin, Martin. Martin, Camus, you know what to do. Martin, I've already guessed that. Yeah? Yes, yes, yes. I have. Oh, cool. Yes. You obviously do not listen to Jobber Dog. Well, I, I don't. I mean, you know, I, 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 see the, I see the links. I didn't see the link. I'm sorry. It's okay. Well, there you go. I mean, the Jobber it's not dog. my show, so I can't say that. Oh, we have to talk about this. But he didn't want to, yeah. and... Even Joseph was a bit, you know, reluctant because he, he you know, yeah, I think he didn't want to. Enough on this. Enough on this. Speaking of intertextuality, yeah, we gotta talk about the guy in the video, one of the guys in the video, Zayden Trudeau, in his farewell match, Kota Hero in his farewell match, mm-hmm. and Redrick Mahaba in well, his breakout match. <laughs> yes, yeah. in his, in his breakout match as mainstream. Mahaba. Yeah, exactly. Mahaba. That's why I said breakout. As mainstream. Once again, uh, Rhetoric Mahaba's character development never fails to astound me. Yeah, actually. Remember when he started off as Rhetoric Mahaba? The lover boy. The lover boy, the guy starstruck by Scarlet. And half of the us who said that this guy, moved. <laughs> this guy is, you know, a huge specimen. He's... He's with a huge ent- specimen. He's entertaining as hell. Yes. But there is no way you're gonna see this guy in the main event. Just by virtue of his character. Yeah, you said that Kanina, but you can't see a comedy character in the main event. I was about to bring Rhetoric up, but and I then, realized we were gonna go to him anyway. Yeah, and then Rhetoric Mahaba comes in, but he tweaks his character over time. It's not an oh, these are not overnight changes. These are all gradual changes. From being a reluctant heel. Uh, turning with uh, Ralphie Mabayashi yeah. to you know, which started off because he lost with against Apocalypse. He was doubting himself, and then and then the friendship, and then angle. the friendship angle, and then he started finding his swagger, you know, and then, within that dynamic. Also. Yeah, and then when the next season started, he was all about. I keep saying, show me some goddamn respect, and now I'm going to, you know, take that respect. And, and now, star and then, in a movie. And then he stars in a movie and he plays it off perfectly. Like, really perfectly. It's like, first of all, when, when he cut off the, you know, the proceedings with, with the, what looked like uh, outtakes or interviews for yeah. Andy Life, I was like, oh my God. This is, this is, this is, I am in for a treat. And then in comes uh, Mainstream Mahaba in a new robe. With Artie. With, with <laughs> Artie, the PA. Oh, Artie. Yeah. Artie! Oh, Artie. So I I will tell you this that robe cost a pretty penny. Yep. Wow. (laughs) No, because it is very shiny. (laughs) (laughs) Did you touch it? Did you get the touch? It's actually it is actually from very fine material. He didn't get Santorini a chance. I was gonna say if if GB Labrador started the Santonino chance. <laughs> I would have loved it because Wait, was GB there? No, he, he wasn't, wasn't there. there. No, he, he wasn't. wasn't there. I think he's in he Malaysia. He's, oh, he's right. abroad. But if GB Labrador was the man who started the Santa Nina chants, <laughs> intertextuality discussions would be had. Yeah, <laughs> that's intertextuality. Yeah, that's because true. that is intertextuality. Take from the church. No, but so then he, you know, he proceeds to cut the promo, and then he proceeds to, you know, essentially put over his new character, which is suddenly 
it makes you wonder uh, if he turned this back on the quest for respecting Philippine pro wrestling. Because, I mean, it is character development. It's not him being a hypocrite or anything. It's him, you know, slowly forgetting about it. It's now him on a quest. It's not about him respecting Philippine cinema, or him respecting yeah, him. him period. Yeah. Not just pro Philippine pro wrestling. So it, it, you know, because he it turns into a narcissistic look. You know, it's now self love. Sure. From from love in romantic, from romantic love, love to oh. love for Philippine wrestling. M. Scott Peck right there, brother. Now to self love. <laughs> So it's it's still oh, a face of love. Self love, <laughs> He is Redrick Mahava, right? All aspects of from era Master of the Jackalade, right? Oh, so, but you know. he's still Ralph Rubayashi. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So far. So, so the match. Let's, so the match let's get itself. to the match. How because Artie wrestle. I wonder how he is. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if Artie so, still has a job after his Debut. First of all, obviously the high flying by both Zayden and uh, Koto Hero was breathtaking. I, I especially love the part where you thought they were double teaming rhetoric, and then yeah. <laughs> Koto Hero turns it into a top rope, uh, top rope um, ace crusher. Oh god! That's and it's crazy. like wow. It's like I mean, I realized recently how much timing it takes to coordinate air-to-air moves. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And yes. the fact that they pulled it off perfectly, nobody slipped or anything, it's like, wow. It's like my mind was blown. I also love the point where he actually threw his mouth guard and it's like, uh, he's not the only fucker who can do a 450. Yeah. Oh, God. So, it, overall, it, me too. It, 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 it was a match that would drain you of energy because you just can't help but keep reacting. Because, because just when you have to react they, to everything, they, they keep you know they have this spacing where it la 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 then boom then la 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 boom it was you know there was like a, a peaks, and peaks and valleys galore yep. for the entire match and then the fact that after all of that rhetoric mainstream Mahaba came away with the win just cements his new tweak on his character that you know he's. He's um he's an opportunist. He will take whatever he, glory he can at this point, down to autograph shoes from Mother Lily. <laughs> so think, yeah, we, we're good. We're good. I think we're good. All right. How did you feel about the send off? The send off afterwards, you know. But you knew it was coming, right? You, you I knew, knew it was you coming, coming. Obviously, it wasn't a surprise to me. Although the, the fact that Koto Hero threw in his hat and said that he was also going made it like a, a double heartbreak. Oh, he had to go back to California at some yeah. point. Of course, of course. But to the point that you know people were chanting "Poch don't go" when he, was, <laughs> when he came back. Poch is never. Poch, please don't leave. Yeah, Poch will take their place. So you know, I, I think. I especially love one thing Zayden said, by the way, um, when he said that there was this kid who walked up to him and said, when I grow up, I want to be like you. For me, that's a sign that PWR is making it, you know, making it, period. When Doing people it for the kids. idolize you to a point that they want to be like you. You know, they don't want... I mean, it's one thing to say, ah, kaya pala natin mag-Philippine wrestling. Sige, magtayo din tayo wrestling. That's one thing. But to say... I want to be like Zayden Trudeau. That is a big deal. You know, you don't just want to do your own thing yep. or your own take on this. No, you want to be this. That is a huge uh, pat on the back for Zayden Trudeau especially and PWR in general. Hey, well said, Tito Kel. 
Ouch. <laughs> right, and finally, let's talk about the main event. Main Max versus Rafi Mabayashi for the PWR Championship. I will be brutally honest and say this did not do it for me. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, obviously, you can't complain about the wrestling because the wrestling itself, whatever happened in between the ring, was solid as always, as expected from both Main Max and uh, Rafi Mabayashi. But it felt like after all the things that happened throughout the show drained everyone of energy, you could you could you know play it safe and blame the audience and say that ah oh, they were reacting they were right, they were spent. That's one way of looking at it. But another way of looking at it, if you want to improve for the, on that in the future, is to see it as what fe- felt missing from that match that people were not reacting to it the way you wanted them to. And I think. Um, Ranafi Babayashi called out the white elephant in the room precisely after the match which is when he took the mic he said you're not so special you're, you say you're fighting for your family my family's right there I'm also fighting for my family it suddenly clicked in my head that yeah he's actually right if you're saying that main Max's stick is that he's fighting for his family and the fact that majority of the other guys there are also doing the same thing anyway. And everyone has a family. How does that make you any standout? So, again, I guess that sort of hurts Main Max in the long run because now suddenly you have to ask again what is his thing? Because, you know, or his niche is. His niche. Because, you know, being big is not exactly. He doesn't have a monopoly at that anymore. He used to. He used to. He I used was going to say that. He was the giant amongst. But now he doesn't have that monopoly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a valiant attempt to, you know, because it was his redemption story when he was uh, on the road to recovery. From it, this was this was the culmination of that arc. Yeah, that arc. Uh-huh. But now that you know the the lampshade has been hung by Ralphie Mabayashi himself in brutal fashion, in very brutal fashion. I think you have to find something new for for Bain Max after that. All right. Uh... Here's where I want your take on it. Because mm-hmm. like, uh, I, I, we were mentioning this off the air. Right? Yeah. You, you're a writer yourself. You're also a storyteller. Like, um, what, what was that thing that you felt missing? I mean, I know you said you can't articulate it fully. But mm-hmm. can, you, can we uh, do our best to like, skirt around it? And maybe you can like, triangulate what it is that feels missing. Ballpark it. Yeah, yeah, try to ballpark it because even myself, as, uh, as the guy who plays Main Max's manager, it also is something that I am uh, struggling with. Maybe a lack of intensity. Because remember, the Koto Hero match from the previous show, um, you could have not had the title on the line and it would have still sold tickets. Yeah. By virtue of, wow, this feud got personal because of um, uh, Nina's the triangle, involvement. The triangle. Yeah, yeah. Because of Nina's involvement. Mm. Uh, this one did not have that feeling. It felt like, it almost felt like, yeah, we've seen this before, but we haven't. We haven't really. We haven't. We haven't. Yeah, one on one, we haven't. And you could have hyped that up. I mean, look at the aspects of what could have been hyped up that did not get hyped up. Um, it's um, for once you could say that Ralphie Mabayashi is the underdog, um, as veteran as he may have been. You could point back to his history of running in against the Royal Royal Flush if you wanted to go that direction. You could have That's looked ancient history, who which was, is ancient. But yeah. Yes, but still he. Main Max was still part of that, and I yes. believe he performed at least one run in on Ralphie Ralph, Mabayashi yes. back in the day. Yes, he did. Yes, and he did. So um, you could look at uh, um, what Clash of Styles as a you know there was nothing there except I'm fighting for my family, 
and this guy's on a tear. So obviously he's gonna win. The guy on a tear. Um, it did not feel like. Um, it didn't even feel like. Um, you know the the camp or whoever's hyping main Max's side felt like they were gonna win. It didn't seem like that. There was no. Uh, this is what I'm gonna do if I'm gonna win. This is why I wanna win beyond my family. Um, this is how you know. This is why I want you to not be the champion anymore. I think I know what you're trying to say. Are you trying to say that it was too flat as yeah. an angle? Yeah. It lacked the layers. Yeah. It could have been the best. I mean, in terms of match quality, it could have been. You could have upped the star. Like you could have made it for five star match, but the reaction would have been the same because the build to the match was not there the way it was for Koto Hero and uh, Ralph Bayashi the show prior. Yeah, you know, despite the fact that there was a tournament, you know, I mean, there was a there tournament. was a tournament. There was a tournament. There was a tournament. You know, there there nothing. were stakes. There was build up. There was actually build up, but it felt like the tournament itself was more entertaining overall than the culmination. Sure. Yeah. For that aside, the feeling that you know what, at the end of this long ass show with two title changes, I don't think there will be a title change in the main event. Was it because of the the, the smart logic or the smart goggles or? Do you put it on uh, your uh, lack of build-up, as you said? Yeah, it seemed to. It just seemed to me like um, the build-up did not make it seem like you have a guy who wants and is ready to be champion. Okay. Like if you look at it like on paper, why does Main Max? Why should Main Max be champion? If you're gonna write list, make a list based on the promos and the promotion and the hype alone, based off of the points that were made. Yeah, mm. you're not gonna have a very long list, and that. I felt was problematic because there was no compelling reason to want to even see that happen. Like even if the title change did happen, nobody wanted to see it because there was no reason for them to want to see it. Because you haven't created the demand. There is no demand because first of all, Main Max as a character did not have that kind of uh, pull yet based on what's happening. And two, Ralph Imabayashi, despite being a heel, has still been compelling enough that people are happy with him with the status quo. So it's more... It's like, it's like they would... the president or something. Anyways. Wow! <laughs> ah, so sad. <laughs> that is depressing take! <laughs> hey, I mean, I tried to bring politics into it. I just did the same thing, so... Yeah, but you know... But but okay. it, it's telling, right? Like, uh, you know, he's, he's a horrible guy. He's a... He's he oh, so, talking about the president or Ralph? Both! <laughs> but the president isn't compelling to me. He's one gun. <laughs> no, but y- you know what I mean, right? Like, he's a horrible person. Yeah, he's a heel. He's a... Uh, <laughs> you know, but, eh, we're fine with the status quo. Right. you know, he's great in the ring. He's the best pure wrestler in the Philippines. And until you can top that, and to be honest, he's making it easy, deliberately. Mm. It's not such a high bar to clear that you have to be more compelling than the best pure wrestler in the Philippines. Because normally, and this is not in Ralph's case, mm. when you say you're the best pure wrestler, it means that I'm boring everywhere else. <laughs> That's normally the code word for it. Okay. Yeah, oh. uh, like uh, Adin Malenko. Yeah. I mean, obviously, that's not the case with Ralph, especially with how he called out stuff after the match. Mm. You know, I mean, he, And it helps that he has a rhetoric mahaba in his corner. If, if the, all else fails. But now, lately, he, I, I'm happy with him with the mic now. I mean, when he, during the MCS days, I dreaded him holding the mic. <laughs> but now it's like, he has a way with words that he just speaks so plainly that you, you get it. He holds his own. Yeah, he, and, it's, and it's unique to him because 
everyone else has a certain rhetoric that seems like a character. This is just a guy telling it like it is. Okay. He's not doesn't use cuss words, doesn't use um, you know, um, doesn't have to insult anyone. He just tells it like it is. He on the mic he is at the, at his very best bare bones, but in the ring he lets that talk for him. Yeah. Okay. Alright. Um, okay, uh, let's zoom out a bit, talk about the show as a whole. Did the show meet your expectations? Uh, and then um, what else do you have to comment on, say, production-wise, logistics-wise? And let's go to our, uh, our awards. Again. Okay. Um, outside of the main event, I think everything just felt in place. Okay. Like, like um, whoever won, whoever lost, um, whatever directions things are headed, again, except for the pre-show involving Makata and Brothers. <laughs> Which well, we have ragged on enough. No, I'm not going to rag on it anymore. I just felt that um, something has to give with that. Okay. And you just ragged on it again. <laughs> something has to give. It's no, like a, it's, a it's, challenge. Yeah. Like You guys can do better than this. Because I know you can. Especially Brad Cruz. I know he can do so much better. Brad Cruz. It's like, I mean, all the Panzer look-alike jokes aside, he was always, always <laughs> super crisp in the ring. And that was the, my first observation. Since his batch, everyone who came out of the gates was always ring ready. Let me, Thank no. you, Bootcamp. Thank you, Bootcamp. All right, let's get to our awards. You mentioned JDL versus Ken Warren is your match of the night. How about your star of the night? Star of the night, Mainstream Mahaba. Uh-huh. And your spot of the night? Spot of the night has to be... Wow, there were... There were there were, there were a, a lot. Yeah, if sounds muffled, it's because he's burying his face in his hands because he can't pick. Yeah, there's there's there are quite a few, but I, I think my favorite was really the the top rope um, ace crusher from uh, from Kotohiro to so Zayden Trudeau because so that that again air to air moves they're not as easy as you think they are. They're super difficult to do. That's and, why the best ones do them. Yeah, and and you know I, it doesn't count as a spot, but. Zayden's, uh, you know, Zayden's farewell speech. It's like it shows that he actually has a future on the mic. Just give, you Just know, give it, him mic time. Give him more mic time. He he has it. It's like you know when he was nearly tearing up. That kind of emotion, that genuine raw emotion from him. It that can take him places uh, on the mic. I mean, in the ring, in the ring you can't yeah, ask yeah, for anything yeah, anymore yeah. from the guy in the ring. He's uh, he's he's as close to perfection as they come, as far as I'm concerned. Well, good luck to him in Vancouver. All right, there you have it. That's our review of PWR Renaissance. Our, you know, Kel's review of PWR Renaissance. We just asked the questions here. On this podcast. Yeah. Uh, we're going to end the podcast on a high note. As always, we deliver our picks of the week. So, Kel, I'm not sure if, you, uh, if you're uh, aware of how we do it here. So, we just pick a match that we really like from this week that we'd like everyone to check out. So uh, since you're the guest and since you're doing this for presumably the last time, mm-hmm. we'll let you go first. Well, my pick of the week, again, I already told you I almost don't even watch WWE anymore. Simply has to be Ken Warren versus JDL. The first time PWR decides to launch it out as a full match Friday, go get a watch. Okay, yep. <laughs> Seriously. I'm sure. All right, uh, I'll pick the match between Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens for the Intercontinental title. Easily the best match on Easily. Raw this week, right? Uh, I, I I hope that something happens for Kevin Owens that uh, will um, let him get his mojo back moving forward. Mm, I will take CN no. Almas versus no. Daniel Bryan. <laughs> 
So good. So good. So good. I love. I love where. I love where this is going. Mm. I want to see more. I want to see mixed match. If it comes <laughs> mixed to it. Match challenge. No, because hey, the format's working on SmackDown. All right. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, Pete Dunne versus Zach Gibson for the UK title. Not a bad pick. NXT last week. Let's see. Right. Side note: I, I thought that they were gonna gonna make him win. Yeah. Yeah, I wish. I I hope I so wish. too. But, but they're probably saving it for NXT UK. Maybe they're saving it for NXT fina- NXT. Uh, um, I know. UK yeah. NXT UK Div season ender in Liverpool. Is there a season ender? Yes, there's, they, they, there's there's a there's a taping schedule. Yeah, but they're doing. Well, season finale. They're doing it in seasons. I don't know. I'm just Why would calling they do that? that? I'm just yeah, calling. They're, it they're that. shooting it the way NXT does. Come on, guys. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for this week's episode on the podcast. Kel, thank you so much for all of the re- reviews you've God done for us. Godspeed, dude, at last. No, uh, we, we still don't know why it took us forever to have you on. <laughs> we will see you back. Yeah, we would like to Definitely. have you back I mean, you know, show, we made up, on the podcast. Dude, we made up for so much lost time, though. Uh, that's true. Oh, I yeah. will say that because when you were on your way out, you're like, hey, you know what? Let's have him on. Look what a great year it's been. <laughs> yeah, every time we're like, hey, Chino Liao, fuck you. We'll have you up Whoa! Oh, come on. I, I, I Whoa! Love, I, love, I love Chino. Whoa, I, I love Chino. All, for the record, I love Chino. And every time wow. John Sebastian talks about yung chi, mapangaping Chino, I couldn't help but feel bad for Chino and I look very seated. <laughs> but look at him now. <laughs> no, I, we, we love Chino Liao on the show as well. So if he catches the September show, we'll probably have him on since Kel, you'll be starting uh, starting anew in the US. So we do wish you the best. Yes, we, thank you. Uh, all, all the successes and good vibes your way in the US and let uh, please, please be spared of the Trump hate. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you don't get shot. Well, yes, that too. So, Kel, thank you very much. And to everyone who's listened this far into the episode, uh, people who've been subscribing, whether it's on Buzzsprout, on iTunes, or Spotify, Spotify, where we are at. Thank you so much. Leave a comment and leave us a rating. And let us know how we're doing on social media. For Kel over here, it's at... Mr. Uh, at Kelfabi, K-E-L-F-A-B-I-E. Oh. <laughs> no, I changed the yeah, yeah, I changed it. Uh, at Kelfabi on Twitter, Instagram, and uh, Facebook. So you know, just you can always find me there. I, I, I'm, I'm very, I'm almost always online. All right, and for us three, it's at Rose War, at Caveman Camus, at underscore Stan C. That's spelled with an S Y at the end, and at the SGP Podcast. So on behalf of Kel, Ro, and Camus, my name is Stan C, and we are out of here. Peace. Goodbye. Hey, this is for all my kiss feeling, wheeling, dealing, limousine riding, jet flying. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.